Oh God, please. No, we're not. This right now is going to be, this is going to be on the show. Hey Joe, this leave this part in. All right, let me start it. Hi Joe. <laughs> Welcome I, to the insight of your boss's mind. Oh, I don't like anybody <laughs> to call me boss. <laughs> I, I do want them to call you boss. Got it. Sorry. Okay. Continue. Okay. All right. Here we go. Somehow he's going to have to fit all this in. Thanks, Joe. Hey, <laughs> stop. <laughs> all right. I'm not the house of cards that falls down easily. I'm strong enough to handle what you throw at me. Welcome to Mental Health News Radio. I'm your host, Kristen Sunanta Walker. Just what are we going to discuss? The intimacy that is mental health. Let's continue to make it as comfortable as discussing brain health or heart health. This show has been on the air for several years and we have amazing co-hosts. And then we created a network of podcasters on mentalhealthnewsradionetwork.com, a place where every possible facet of mental well-being can be talked about openly. My show, after several hundred interviews, the format is this. Intimate, deep, funny, touching, sometimes uncomfortable, but always vulnerable conversations with interesting people. The goal is to have you, our listening family, many of you who have become my good friends, feel as though you are listening in on private conversations. Thank you for tuning in and becoming part of this amazing journey with me and now with our network of podcasters. Just knowing this podcast might be helping any of you realize you are not alone on this journey called being a human being makes doing this podcast worth every second. Hey everyone, Kristen Sonata Walker here, and I've got a special guest. His name is Kellen. He's my son, and he is a millennial. Kellen, thanks for coming back on the show. It's been, I don't know, three years or something? Something like that. I'd like to say at the top, I am not a millennial. I don't like that label. <laughs> I'm a I'm a a young adult. No, I'm not. I'm going to be 30 in, in five months. So that's considered a millennial. I'm I'm oh, Gen know, X, and you're considered. I mean, I don't. You know, go. These are just the labels that people identify with. And are I know. I know. My parents are baby boomers. I your dad is a baby boomer in terms of age wise. I'm considered a Gen uh, Xer, and you're considered mm-hmm. a millennial. You know what? I take that back. Uh, I think millennials get a bad name. So I, I agree. I, that label. I absolutely agree. Here's something I'm noticing and it's driving me bananas. So I keep just one know, thing. Getting... <laughs> <laughs> this is how it's going to be. <laughs> That's fine. Okay. So I've been going on all these radio shows and, you know, TV sure. spots and whatever. And high powered uh, businesswoman. Yep. Like a what? High powered businesswoman. Oh, fan suits. You know, the whole thing. No, no, no. These are pajama bottoms and a nice shirt if I'm on camera uh, because it's webcam. And uh, but most of them are, you know, radio audio only. Well, it's like a tuxedo shirt. You know, it's it's business and casual. (laughs) I guess if that's what a tuxedo is. You know, like a T-shirt with like a tux picture on it, you know. Uh, Okay. Okay. No, I don't know what you're talking about. You're already Uh, regretting this. Yes, I am. Okay. (laughs) So... In terms of being uh, the age that you are, you grew up. 29. What? Yes, 29. You grew up with 
at what age did the internet become a part of your daily, you know, experience? I mean, what, how old was I? In, I mean, I think my first entrance to it was, I mean, well, it was definitely Texas. So what would what, what I have been like seven or eight, maybe, or six, maybe? No, you weren't that young. I think we would have been like seven. Well, I turned, I turned 10 in, Don't say I turned 10 in Pennsylvania. Okay. So I had to have been seven, eight or nine, seven, eight, nine in Texas. Okay. And we like are giving people information they don't need to right. have. Good luck. Good luck finding. <laughs> Good luck. 1999. Have fun with that. <laughs> that, that. That apartment complex does not exist anymore. That's true. That's <laughs> true. It does not. So was your first experience into it, you know, playing Ultima online or were you doing other things? Oh, wow. You dropped Ultima. That? See, yeah. that, that's how you know, like, you know, your son was like an annoying, addictive uh, gaming person because my mother remembers the name of a game I played from yeah. 1997, uh, which is nuts. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if it was Ultima Online that, I mean, the Ultima definitely got me like, I would say probably like Doom and like Wolfenstein were like, oh, that game was like, so like awful. Seeing the rabbit and then Ultima was me going down the rabbit hole. Well, but the thing, they only, I mean, what was that? Wolfenstein had no redeeming qualities whatsoever. What are you talking Doom, about? You kill Nazis. I mean, that's, the, only, that's the best quality. <laughs> okay. Well, at least <laughs> Ultima Online, you learned how to type and you became like this very anal retentive, which that's what you are anyway, person about using well, correct grammar when in yes. texting because you had used the King's English to do Ultima well, Online. I mean, that's a small part. I, the, the major point I had to, the, like the major reason I had to get with it in Ultima in terms of like my grammar, well, because, mm -hmm. you know, back then those Ultima was like one of the first, it, it's not the first like MMORPG, but it was like, it's the one that kind of paved the road for everything we have now. Right. Um, and, you know, back in Ultima, you know, early Ultima, it's still that way now, but you, you type everything out, you know, all your text is typed out. There's no like text box where you hit enter and then you type and then you hit enter again to send it. It's like, right. you, you're, you can always type. And I had to learn pretty quickly, you know, one, how to type fast because you, um, you know, when you're in like a battle or something, or, you know, in, in a game like that, you have, and you, there's no voice chat. I mean, it's 1997, 1998. There's no like voice chat. You can't like talk to your, your quote your guild mates or whatever. So everything was <laughs> typed out. So you had to type like very fast, to, like send messages, like while you're fighting a dragon or whatever it was, and right. like, you know, click, 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 type, type, type. Um, so that's one part of it. Just, you know, that learning how to type quick and learning how to like touch type and everything. That was part of it. The other part was, I, of course, I wanted to appear older than I was. Right. So that's where the whole, like re getting really good on my grammar came from. Um, cause you know, if, you, I think it's much easier now than it was back then to tell if you're talking to a kid in a game. Right. Um, back then, we I think we tried harder <laughs> to, to, <laughs> to act, you know, to, you know, put forth Seeing the idea that we were adults. older than we were. Yeah. Right. I mean, and also, again, there, there was no voice chat back then. So you really didn't know. It could just be, you know, someone doesn't speak good English. Now, you're someone, though, you're unique. I mean, not. Oh, thank you. There <laughs> not just because you're my someone, son. Someone, someone say you're shining star. <laughs> we have no other guests on the show to say that to you. I'm sorry, my <sighs> dear. You're my shining star, though. How's that? Thank you. 
So you are not a social media person. You're basically no. a ghost out there on the internet. So what what made you decide? Because you some of your friends are. So what sure. made you decide? And at what age were you like, I'm not going to get involved with this? Um, I mean, I kind of was there for the, the beginning of that, you know, like, uh, I won't say MySpace, but I mean, I know there was one before. I can't remember what was before MySpace. Because, you know, the big the big ones came out when I was in like middle school, high school. Right. But yeah, I mean, I was into it back then when, when it was a new, you know, thing. And there any, I had a MySpace page. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I we, did not know this, man. We, man, I'm a horrible yeah, parent. I didn't know MySpace page. Oh, yeah. We had like you had to pick like your eight friends that would show up on your page, like your eight <laughs> favorite friends. Uh yeah, I mean, it, it was all, it was new and it was cool. So, you know, that's kind of, everyone did it. Everyone in school mm -hmm. had one. Um, and then Facebook came, came shortly after. And I, I had a Facebook back then too, but people were mostly on MySpace at that time. Interesting. Um, and then over the years, you know, MySpace died and, and I stopped using that. And then, I don't know, there was a period of time between like the, the crossover from MySpace to Facebook where I feel like, texting got got to its like you know biggest point at the time mm -hmm. so everyone i knew was just texting each other like we weren't sending facebook messages or you know planning parties on facebook like you know everyone just texted each other and this is back okay. when you had like a certain you only had like 200 messages you could send a month like that kind of thing right <laughs> um and you had like a nokia phone with a you know just numbers um so i mean yeah so i, I don't know that I did, you know, and then eventually moved to Facebook, but I don't know. I just don't have the, I, I think I, I used Facebook for, you know, I'd say up until I was like 24, 20, I had no idea about this, but I, but I didn't use it uh, a lot. I just used it to keep in touch with, with friends I didn't live near, but yeah. everyone I know that was, that I would, you know, speak to on a daily basis that was near me. We just text like there's no mm -hmm. Facebook. Um, and then Twitter and Instagram were completely lost on me. I just, I didn't, for me, I'm not a guy, I don't take pictures. Like I, I, I don't take pictures at all. Right. Uh, you know. Except if your dog every so often it send me a picture, but those don't, don't go anywhere, but to me and your dad probably. That's maybe, true. That's true. Maybe your um, grandma. But I, I mean, know. that's, that's a more of a recent thing. Um, but yeah, so I like with Instagram, I wasn't a big picture guy. So I never, I never take pictures. Mm -hmm. uh, so I just didn't use it for that reason. And then Twitter, I didn't use because it just seemed like, you know, it was going to go, it was going to be like a failure at the time that no, you know, cause no one was using it when it first came out. And now right. of course it's this big thing, but um, I use it now, not for like, you know, personal thing. I'd use it to just follow like, you know, comedians and. You okay. Know, so you do it like as that. an observer, not a participant. Yes. Yes. I have no, like I have no want to, you know, engage tweet something okay gotcha yeah. gotcha and i've never been what? you know it's, it's the same thing it's like i've never been a someone to leave comments on something you know whether it's like youtube or or leave a review on amazon you know that kind of stuff why I've not never been there. i just don't i don't care and i don't expect other people to care <laughs> um because because when i look at it like a like a youtube video and i look at all the comments i'm just like i mean who has taken, you know, 
this time out of their day to, to, to type up this like, hey, I hated your video, blah, 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 you suck, you know, F you kind of thing. Right. Uh, it seems ridiculous. That, it just seems crazy to me. Like, I know there's people out there that, that are, you know, commenting on every video and tweeting out everything. I just don't, I don't know, they're, they're like, uh, they're not in my world, you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you feel like you miss out on anything because of that? Because you don't, because I'll give you an example. There'll be people that I talk to and I have friends that are, you know, in their teens and I have friends that are in their nineties um, and anywhere in between. And it, my friends that are older, less, do they say something about commenting on Facebook, but they still comment, you know, people my sure. age. Yeah. There's a lot of that. And then the younger you go, there's more interaction on across different platforms, definitely not on Twitter, but on Instagram and Facebook, I'd say that's where, you know, the most commenting is. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes in conversation, we'll just be talking about something and they'll go, well, you know, that post that I da 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 da. And I so have pulled off of Facebook that because I saw myself getting addic addicted to it. And we have this great podcast on the network called The Social Networking Effect. And he studies how addictive it is. So sure. when I got into talking about that with him, I was like, whoa, I need to examine this in myself. How much is this non-reality world affecting my very reality-based life until I got to the point where I realized, wait a minute, I can't say that that world isn't reality anymore because it it is. It's dumb to say it isn't part of reality. It is part of reality. That's what we've evolved towards. But for me, you know, sort of staying up with what's going on. Um, well, kind of, like, not, kind of like the news, like people that yeah. watch the news. Now no, you don't I mean, really I, watch the news. You go on the internet. I'm plugged in as an observer. Like I'm not missing out on anything, you know, like okay. I, I, I see it. I just don't participate. Okay. And that's not because I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong. I mean, there are things wrong with social media, but not for, I'm not, I don't really have anything against it. I think, mm -hmm you know, this is how it's, how, you know, part of how we're evolving to communicate. You know, I think mm -hmm. this is, you know, it's just part of culture now. Um, and maybe there'll come a time when I want to participate more. Um, I just haven't, you know, for the last like seven or eight years, I just have had no, no want to, you know, tell the world in 140 characters, you know, what I'm, you know, what I ate this morning or, that I found this comedian funny, you know what I mean? Like, right. I just, whatever that drive is to do that, to like share your thoughts with the world. I just don't have that really. No, you don't. Um, uh, I and think then there's, there's, there's of course the other things of, of social media that I think are dangerous, but as an idea, I, it's great. You know, this is how it, this is just an evolution from, you know, phone calls, texting right. messages, and now, you know, your thoughts instantly to every one of your followers. You know, you told me once because uh, I was emailing you and you were teasing me saying, OK, yeah, that's called sending a carrier pigeon. <laughs> oh, I don't remember this. <laughs> yes, it was a few years ago. And I was like, OK, I'll text because it took me a really a long time to get into the whole texting thing. And I still I do it because you have to. That's how people communicate a lot. But what I find hard is I'll give you an example. So today I got an email from someone and there's always a way to message somebody 
through a trillion different apps that are out there. So, Mm -hmm. and those apps where you leave a message, they don't all, they aren't all connected. So I can get an email from someone with a, Hey, I uh, put this information in Dropbox for you that you need for this podcast that you're producing. And that's all that the email says with a link for me to get into Dropbox. Then I go to the Dropbox and then there's a different message about what's going on connected to what was put in the Dropbox. So there's just like so many places for people to leave information that it's kind of unnerving because you can miss things uh, because it's just so easy for people to be like, oh, okay, well, a new thing came up and I can attach a comment to it. But you as the participant, you don't exactly know all the places where data that is meant for you to read is sitting that you're going to miss if you aren't, I don't know, paying attention to all of those different places. Yeah, I get that. I mean, that applies more to you than to me, though. I mean, you you run a business that Mm-hmm. relies on social media, which I mean, most businesses do nowadays. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, I'm not, I simplify it as much as possible. You know, okay. if there came a time where I would have to, where I would really need to have like a, there's never going to be a time where I need an Instagram, but if I ever, you know, there was a time where I needed Facebook, whether it was for business or to keep in touch with someone, of course I'd do it. Um, mm-hmm. I just haven't had to in a long time. Um, everyone that I know I have on my phone, you know, if I really need to get in touch with someone, I'll text them or, you know, or call them. Um, you're exceedingly private. Yes. Do you think that that's, um, helped you not get caught up in sort of the, the mass hysteria that we see going on with people where, you know, they, they're getting news from a billion different places that's been absolutely tailored to, what they like, what they don't like, what they post. So, you know, they're getting filtered information based on choices that they're making through social media. And so um, that's coloring the way they look at the world, what they do, what they think, what the news really is. Do you feel like you maybe aren't as triggered and wound up as a lot of people because you stay away from that kind of stuff? Well, again, I don't, I don't stay, like I said, I, I am like your quintessential. But you don't worker. engage like, in it. Yeah, yeah like I don't lurker. engage in it. Like I, I am your like <laughs> your like the mat the like the super looker. Like I'm on Reddit, I'm on Twitter, you know, I'm not really on Instagram, but I, I I'm there, like I'm witnessing everything happening. I'm just not mm-hmm. like posting a comment to comment about it. I mean on Reddit I do sometimes, but it's very rare. Um mm-hmm. why do you yeah, think I mean, that like, is? I'm, why I don't engage? Yeah. I mean, what is that about you that you just I, don't, I, do, you, do you not feel like your opinion matters or do you, or is it, you know, what is that about? No, if it's something, it, it really, it has to be something really special for me to like want to comment on it. I just, I don't, what are, I've, I've had to trouble articulating, like it always drives me crazy. Like I said, with the YouTube comments or just Reddit posts or something like that. When people just post like LOL or like, <laughs> Hey, this, I thought this video was funny. I just, whatever that is, whatever the drive for someone to like spend the, the time and effort out of their existence to like type LOL. I mean, cause you've got to know no one really is going to, well, I guess I'm saying it cause I'm making fun of it, but no one's really going to sit there and think great comment, bro. You know what I mean? Like it, right. it just, it seems like 
a waste of time. And I always have that. I'm always, I'm obsessed with how I spend my time. So that's yes, always in the back are. of my head. Like, do I really need to type? This is a great video in the comments. Like uh, right. there are thousands of people that will do that for me to let this person know that they have a good video. I don't need to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I just, whatever that is, uh, I don't, you I don't, don't have, have that. that. I've never ever wanted to, you know, participate in those things. Yeah, really. Uh, it, very rarely uh, with certain topics I will. But, I don't do that either unless it's I'm doing it in hey it's a, one of our podcasters and so I'm supporting what they do. A lot of my social I'd say 90% of my social media is related to being in support of people that I believe in and what they're doing and wanting to show my support and that's the medium to to do so. I don't do like even commenting on a book on Amazon. I have to be asked, Hey, will you write a review? And then if it's someone that I really like and I liked their book and I want to support what they do, I will, you know, write a review. Well, yeah, I I would, I would do that. But I mean, we live in two different worlds, you know, like your, your life and your business kind of revolve or not revolves, but yeah, it doesn't revolve. It's very tapped into, you know, that, kind of thing. I'm, I'm not at all. Like I work in a very old stu- you know, old business, as you know, Yeah. Uh, it's very old school, you know, uh, there's no really you. social media. It, yeah. It fits me. I know. Cause I'm an old man. Um, <laughs> so it just, it doesn't apply to me that, but again, if I worked, if I worked in a different field that would require that I would have no you problem could... doing it. Hmm. Okay. I might not like it, but I would do it. Like I'm not against it. How do you feel like, you know, and we're not going to talk about your actual dating because la, 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 I don't want to hear that about my baby. Um, but how do you feel about, you know, when you are dating young women or women, you're, whatever, whatever the age they are, I do not need to know. But and they are plugged in and you're mm-hmm. on a date and they are on their phone and maybe they want to take a picture of their food or they want to take a picture with you to post on whatever. How do you handle that? Um, I, I think now, I mean, nowadays I'm pretty good at, 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 uh, sussing that out just by their profile or by like, you know, the first conversations I have with them, you know, over text or, or Tinder or whatever, whatever it is, I'm pretty good at sussing out, like, is this that kind of person? Right. Um, but you but- know, a couple of years ago, it just, I just went along with it. Like people really don't rock the boat. Like there's no, cause yeah, on one hand, I, I do think all these things like I'm, I'm cynical in a lot of ways about this kind of stuff. But on the other hand, it's like I always have to constantly tell myself, OK, it may seem witty to you and it may seem like it's the right idea, but you're going to come off as a dick. So <laughs> rein it in, rein it in, let them take the pictures, let them post, you know. Just so there's pictures of that. you out there that I haven't that I don't know about and will never find that uh, that young women that you've dated have put out on their and, and old accounts. women. <laughs> <laughs> God. Um, <laughs> yes. Oh, how do you I just can't even I would I have posted maybe five pictures of you on the Internet and three of them were when you were like five, because I know how five? private you oh, we, are. We got we to take those down. <laughs> exactly. And they're old and buried and on accounts that I've closed. So, well, okay. so let me let me say this. Mm-hmm. I am not uh, I'm not trying to remove all existence of me from the Internet because I want to, mm-hmm. you know, live like Jesse Ventura in Mexico in a hut. You know, <laughs> I just want to make 
I, I, I take the steps to make it as hard as possible as I can for someone to harass me, steal my identity, uh, right. you know, that kind of thing. I, I, I try and just make it as hard for the average Joe or the, you know, the someone who does that for a living. I want them to like have to go through all these steps and be like, you know what? It's not worth it. Let me go on to the 80 year old grandma who I can convince to give me her social over the phone. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not trying to, to unhook from the matrix. I'm just trying to make it, I'm putting up firewalls, like as many as I can to make it as hard as I can for people to do that. But again, I can't, you know, I can't stop at 100%. But you know um, what's interesting about you is that you you handle that kind of stuff in a way um, with people not behaving. They're, you know, polite and, and, you know, being sort of the Jerry Springer guest version of themselves <laughs> in a lot of ways. So you do handle that stuff uh, in your life. And... Um, I think because you don't engage and because you look at it from such an observational viewpoint and you're a lurker, which you'd say looker rather, but I think that maybe that's why you can have this objectivity around it. Cause I will call you and be like, I'm really upset. This person is doing this, blah, blah, blah. Not often, but you know, we've had a couple that were not fun, not pleasant mm -hmm. because I am in the public. I more because of what the nature of what I do. And you're like, yeah, that's a troll and don't engage and uh, it sucks, but. Well, the I mean, whole trolling thing, I, I just have a different, uh, you didn't grow up with it. Right. This I is didn't. what we were talking about earlier. Like my, and I, I think it's specific to within maybe five years of, of how old I am, five years, you know, higher or lower. I grew like the time when I wanted to like that time when you're a kid where you really want to, you really want to branch out and like figure mm -hmm. out who you are. The internet, like as, as it is today started happening at that time in my life. Mm -hmm. So I grew up one on the internet, you know, and two, I've been there since the early days of trolling, mm -hmm. uh, trolling as we know it now, you know, not like back in the day when, you know, you send a fax to some company that said like F you on it. No, I mean like, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, whether it's like chat or like gaming and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I've, I was introduced to that kind of, to just the trolling behavior. I mean, it wasn't called trolling back then, but what was it called? Just, I don't know. Just being a dick. I mean, right. You, I mean, that's you, just, it wasn't, there was no term for it. Like you, it was just something you would expect. You just didn't take it seriously. You were just like, whatever. No. It didn't affect you. And, and it, well, it, but it does a lot of people. I mean, it makes, yeah, it made me bad when I was younger, but I mean, like mm. I've, I think myself and a lot of people my age, like we, the reason we're not as affected by like, we don't have, we don't get triggered quote unquote, like, mm -hmm. you know, by a lot of people younger than us is we're desensitized to that kind of harassment. Like we, we were, we were there in the trenches in you know, the revolutionary war of the internet and harassing oh. on the internet and we dealt with it. We got through it as preteens and teens and now adults, like anyone who's like, I'd say like 32, between like 33 and like 27, that was like, they grew up around that same time. Mm -hmm. It's like, we're just desensitized to it. Like I don't get triggered by trolls like uh, you know whether it's a comment you or did it younger but you yeah but when, you when, when i'm young and, 
Yeah, when I'm young and playing, and I'm like playing Halo 2 on Xbox Live, and I get killed, and some German kid's like, you suck, idiots. You know, I'm not, (laughs) I I would go, no, you suck, man. I'm going to find your mother. You know, like, yeah, we did, we all did that back then. We all did. Like, that's just part of, Um, like, part of that experience. But. So it desensitized you to that kind of thing. Yeah, because it was, it was really bad back then. And it's, it's remained that bad. (laughs) It's gotten worse. It's yeah, it's probably gotten a little worse. Um, just because, well, I don't know if like the actual like verbal and like chat harassment's any worse than it was back then. There's just mm-hmm. other ways you can harass people now. You can dox right. people. You know. What does you that can, mean? Doxing is like finding out someone's personal information, like their address, their phone number, and then you know calling them or sending SWATs, SWAT teams to their door and that kind of stuff. Oh. Like. Well, this is why I have a PO. This is why I have two PO boxes, no lease. Um, it, they're, yeah. This is, I mean, this is why I do these things. It's, it's not because I live in fear and I want to live in a hut somewhere, but I just don't, I don't want people to know where I dwell, where I live. Um, it's very important that my house is safe. There's dogs, and I'm where I live. There's a lot of guns. I don't have them, but it, it would be a scary thing for someone to try to come on this property. Well, and I picked it on purpose because of that, but not because I'm like, oh, I'm afraid. It's just more like, you know, with what I do and the, st- the topics that we talk about, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to have my, st- I don't want to be easily found in that regard. Well, it's a lot easier now to do that than it was back then. Yes. Know, because we didn't know so it was your, important. Yeah. Yeah. So much of your personal information is available for like someone, mo- like 90% of people, in America, probably more, have you could find out where they live, the name of their family, within mm-hmm. like ten minutes of a Google search. Yeah, because you, know you I mean? can go on Ancestry.com and find their names, and then I mean well, somebody can find out. That's just one thing. You 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 go on. You know, just use their social media. I mean that's how that's how people do right. it. They just right. mine your social media for, you know, stuff you tag or just literally pictures of you and your family in front of your house with the street sign. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> right. Like you remember when Shia, Shia LaBeouf was doing that like art thing where he was he, yeah, he pointed the camera at the sky. Yeah, and they guys on Reddit or on 4chan I think found where the camera was based on like the trails from planes flying overhead and they were like what what plane was flying at 4:52 p.m. what the right. sun was over here so it had to be uh, east coast you know like. People There's can find that. anything. Yeah, so I'm not that anything. concealed because I have pictures of, yeah, yeah, I gotcha. No gotcha. one, no one is. I mean, no one is. Yeah. You have the average like 14 year old that downloads a program that can help him dox someone. Mm-hmm. You can take steps to prevent that. But the people that really, you know, want to do it, like people aren't like, they'll, they'll do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just the world we live in now. So what are some things that you would tell people that really want to be more proactive about not having their information out there as much? Like there was a data breach. Now it's on the front of Google news of what is it? 83 million email passwords were. um, And I popped my, a couple of my email addresses into that thing. And um, you know, it was, they were revealed. So I went around and changed all my passwords, but um, that it's, I wouldn't say I'm scared. I'm, I'm sort of like, yeah, this is the world that we live in. I'm not naive about it. Yeah. People I've, I've posted a picture of some place where I could 
be found. I mean, uh, you know, I'm not naive about those things, but I live in a place where should one come on the property, they would not be welcome to fight anybody that lives here. So I think what I find interesting, and I don't want to sound like I don't feel for people that are, that are deeply affected and traumatized by being trolled and doxxed or whatever that's called, you know, all that stuff, because it is awful. It does happen. People do commit suicide from being targeted Um, We just had someone on that was um, in the Boston Marathon when it was bombed and she went on the news one time and a group that's part of uh, you that, you know, has a YouTube channel with a lot of subscribers started making videos about her and cutting different things together that she said. And and they've been doing that for five years. Let me say this. Uh, I should say I've never been harassed online to the extent that a lot of people get harassed online. Like yeah. when I said I was desensitized to it, I'm just, de- I'm talking to like your average, you know, fuck you Twitter comment or, you know, someone sending me a threatening email. Like I'm not like there, you know, like I said, I've never been doxxed. I've never had to deal with like the, the especially like the criminal, aspect, kid, like, of it. criminal aspect, but also like it is so much harder now to be a, a kid in 2019 like the fact that everybody has a has a phone now and kids are smarter because they've been on the internet since they were you know two years old yeah they're able to you know they're just quicker you know on 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 thinking of ways that they can like destroy another kid's self-esteem it is so much worse now for kids it's not even funny like back in my day back in my day like like i'm 50 years old uh (laughs) You know, there kids were dicks to each other, of course, but we didn't have like the 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 most you could do is just like you see this kid at school, you give him the finger, and then maybe you have a fight after school. Nowadays, it's like these kids get a bunch all their friends to like find pictures of you like from years ago or something, or or you know take a picture of you in a compromising way and then post it to like a yeah. shared Facebook. Like it is, it I can't even contemplate what it's like for like a 10 year old to group to there are there's that kind of harassment it's yeah there are there are pictures of uh and this happens all the time and parents you know are clueless magoo about these kind of things because a lot of kids don't share this information i mean some parents aren't but many many parents are you know your daughter let's say can be taking a um can be going to the bathroom at school in a stall and somebody sticks their phone underneath the separator of the stall and takes a picture of them while they're going to the bathroom and then that gets posted everywhere and shared and shared and shared with a bunch of nasty comments and that's the kind of stuff that can go on because you can walk around with a phone that has a camera yeah and yeah, of course, it's, audio it's, and all those things. There's just the the level of access that we have in America now to, I mean, just everything. Like it, it, man, it's it's rough. Like for it's it's rough for kids now. Yeah, it's definitely, it, it's definitely uh, like I'd say like at least ten times worse than it was when I was growing up. Yeah, and there's I did more, that There's just more ways that you can be harassed now. You know, yes. especially growing up. There's just more ways. You know. So um, what do you, what do, what would you say to people or, you know, ways to 
make that more difficult and also to not let it seep into their psyche to where it starts to tweak with their mental well-being. Well, I can't, I don't really have any advice for kids other than, well, not I'm kids, sorry. anybody, <laughs> I know, anybody. I'm, I'm sorry. It's you're living in a time where it's trial and error. Like we're not, yeah, we're not we at don't. that. We're not at the point where we have everything right. Like you're mm-hmm. growing up in this time where it's in some way an exploration, you know, like, like internet's this new frontier and, and you're kind of the guinea pigs for that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Whatever you got to deal with, it's, it's, I'm sure it's rough. Um, it does get better as you get older, but yeah, for, for adults, I mean, I mean, I could go into a hundred different ways that you can help protect yourself from the internet. If I had to pick one thing to say to most people is stop blindly trusting everything. Now that sounds conspiracy theory, but stop trusting these large companies with your, with your life, really your, your, your personal life, you know, and you're talking large companies like Facebook, Facebook, Google, Instagram, Ancestry, 23andMe. People put their trust into these huge companies because they think it'll, it'll, you know, it'll never happen to me or everyone's doing it. That's there or there's some government regulation on it, yada, yada, yada. Then people were saying that about Facebook, you know, five years ago. And then five years later, you got Zuckerberg, you know, talking to the Senate about how he sold his, he sold all of our information to, you know, these companies. Data analytics. Yeah. Yeah, Data analytics. And he had people on the Senate saying, wait, wait a minute, what's the internet? You know, yeah. the, but you know, know, as long as there's a picture in, in, you know, Vanity Fair with him and his wife, you know, donating a billion dollars to some charity, like people just trust this company. Mm. There's, there's a level like, especially in America, like you, I don't care what kind of company it is. If they, if they're at a certain level of like wealth, you know, and power, they're, they're immediately untrustworthy. Like there's a certain <laughs> amount of money that a company is worth that makes them untrustworthy because you know, then they, they there's just, especially like PR nowadays, it's right. There are these like genius level PR teams that, that work for these large companies. Like they, their job is to make the general population like believe that their information is safe with you, you know, or with them. Yeah. It's just, it's, I, that's all. I mean, that's just the one thing I say. Just stop blindly yeah. trusting these large companies. They are not your friends. They are not. They are not. You know, they don't have your your best interests in mind. Uh, they're all about that money. I mean, right. there's a, the reason we have. I mean, part of the reason we have the president we do now has a lot to do with that. Right. Um, people just blindly trust corporations now, uh, just because they put on a pretty face. Even the corporation that owns our government, which it is a corporation. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Hmm. It's just, you know, advertising and public relations have come a long, long way to the point where 99% of the general public cannot tell when they're being, one, advertised to, and Mm -hmm. two, being manipulated to change their idea about something. Right. It's, they're so good at it now. Uh, like if a company hires like a certain, like a, like a PR company that I, that I know about or an advertising firm that I know about immediately, I'm like, I can see where this is going. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like 
there are companies that you hire for certain reasons or, you know, PR firms and, and stuff like that. Uh, just stop trusting everything. Like people are way too trustworthy nowadays about putting their personal information on the internet. Now, no, go on, go on. Well, a lot of us like me, you know, we started out with Facebook and and we did, oh, we'll, we'll just like everything. And we were just posting whatever because we didn't know what it was. And so there is stuff out there that people have written that they're like, oh, my God, what? You know, I don't even want to know what might be out there. And there's really no way to get rid of that information. It's It can be found by anyone. So, yeah. So yeah, a little late on the be careful what you do, um, but yeah, I mean, we, we're part again. We're part of the, you know, we're in the the stage of we're a science experiment basically. Yes. Like, our our culture right now is a science experiment. You know, we're not we're figuring out, you know, what's right, what's wrong, who we can trust, who we can't trust. Most importantly, who's good and who's evil? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we, right. we are part of a science experiment to figure out where human, you know, humanity or to a lesser extent, the United States goes next. Right. Um, so yeah, it is too late. Like, like I said, I can't completely, you know, just even share myself off the internet. Mm-hmm. Like I, it, well, people can't, can't either. Right. People can find stuff about you. I'm just saying, like, try and make it hard. You know, yeah. try and make it harder on them. So what um, are some companies but, but, that you I, can? I will ahead. say this though, if if you if especially in, if it, if your job requires you to, you know, be active on social media, and, uh, of course, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's if that's how you want to make your money, and there's a lot of money in that. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. Again, we're all we're all trying to figure out where this is going to end up. You know what I right. mean? I'm not saying my way is right and someone is wrong. I I just I err on the side of caution, but you know, who knows? I'm, I'm look, right maybe once every five years when Zuckerberg is <laughs> in, in front of the Senate. Other, well, uh, other time I come off as a conspiracy theorist. Go on. Yeah, well, I look, I, I know that for me to be a host and to talk about the topics that we talk about, it's, I, I don't know that I could, that I wouldn't do some damage to my company if I took all us completely offline other than just the podcast. Sure. You know, and the more personal I am because I'm the host, the more that engages listeners to want to tune in to the show. And yet I'm not the quote unquote star of the show. The guest is. So it's a really interesting, you know, line. And yet I don't want to spend all my day is, um, you know, engaging back and forth in, um, comments and stuff with people online. I don't, I want to talk, have conversations with people, Yeah. Uh, actual using your voice and there's a microphone and we have a conversation. I don't need to type about it somewhere. That's not the business I'm in. I'm in the business of speaking. So to me, that's where I want to air it. If I have something going on, I'm going to talk about it. So that makes it, you know, a little bit different, but that takes me to this thing. And I know we're getting ready to close, but there is a lot of stuff that you follow and, and get involved in and watch on YouTube, even that are like little pockets of very successful ventures. And in their bubble, they're, um, generating really good revenue. They have an incredible following and they do (laughs) really interesting things like that one, 
show that you, you know, you turned me on to on YouTube. That's about a bunch of people playing. What game is it? What game are you talking about? The one that you, they all, just the voice actors that. Oh, played. Critical Role. Yeah, yeah. They're, playing, they're playing D&D, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. They're a bunch of, bunch of voice actors and voice directors. And, yeah, and what's the age range of the people that are on that show? Uh, I think 37 to 29. Okay. And some of them are people that we know from movies that are mm-hmm. that were character actors in the movie. They weren't the lead primary person, but they have a very lucrative career in this other realm that only a, a lot of people know about, but only in that bubble. Sure. And they're making lots of money, having fun. Um, they are exposed on the internet, but only people that are going to be interested in that very unique niche thing are going to pay attention to what they're doing. Yeah. And well, I say at first, I mean, using critical role as an example, you know, they're not like D&D has had a resurgence across the United States. Mm -hmm. So I think it started off as like a niche thing, just like they never expected it to get as big as it is now. And it's only getting bigger. Yeah. And I I think the cool thing about their program is there's something about that, like real people you know, around the table, you know, talking to each other, creating the story with each other without, you know, a, a movie, television show or video game. Mm-hmm. It just feels very personal in a way that most of the media we take in nowadays is very impersonal. You know what I mean? Very produced. I think, gonna, I, I think there, it's the same thing with podcasts. Like mm-hmm. podcasts have taken off because like there's just something about it's personal. You, you, yeah, it's personal. You feel closer. You connect to, to somebody. Exactly. Um, and I think that's, it's only going to get bigger. I think Critical Role is kind of tip of the like, spear in that respect. Um, like we've been told we're hiring um, some Gen Zers and some Gen Xers to take over our social media because yeah. there's just things that they know and stuff. And our social media is so flat. The fact that we have as many as we do is like some kind of miracle. It's not, and it's, I'm not saying that it's wild and great or anything in some circles it would be, Oh, wow. That's a lot in other circles. It would be like, that's paltry and ridiculous. You, you know, <laughs> but yeah. I, I'm turning it over cause you know, I don't want to spend my time there. I do know that it's important. Um, but my job is this, is doing all these shows. I don't just host this show. I'm a host on multiple shows. This is what I like to do is talk. So I'm hiring people that know what they're doing to handle that other piece that will continue to get engagement for listening to the shows, the many different shows that, that we do. So, and the one many different shows I'm on. And I like that. Like when I was watching critical role with you, I was like, I like the interaction between the people there. This is not overly produced. They have a real friendship and, camaraderie mm-hmm. that you're seeing they're having fun it's it's not in some studio with <laughs> it's just yeah it's it's just uh it's fun it, it's it has that it has that like small business feel like a bunch yeah. of, it has that feel like a bunch of crazy kids got together with a business idea and everyone's working they're all friends they're all working together as friends and I mean, that's yeah. really what it is um, and I hope it stays fresh and and stays like that because well, that's the cool, cool thing about D and D is it can always be fresh because you can always do a new story. Yeah, but I mean, I hope that they don't get 
so overly produced about it. Like then, you know, where the set starts to look like something on a Warner Brothers lot or, you know what I mean? I hope that they keep that gritty realness around it. I mean, they've upgraded their, their look for sure. Well, they had, they stayed with the company that they, that they had a distribution agreement with. Mm -hmm. I won't say the name, but they, they were with, I mean, you can look it up. They were with a very, you know, pretty large studio. Mm -hmm. Um, and all the members, like the core members you see and a few others broke off and they all started the company, you know, the critical role company themselves. Mm-hmm. So they're totally in control of it now, um, which is, which is, kind of gives, I mean, it gives me faith and it gives all, I'm sure all the viewers faith that like it's in the right hands. You know, I don't see it being, yeah. I don't see critical role getting to commercial you know, commercial because the, the people that are playing it, the people that love doing that, they're the owners, they're the creators of the company. Like they, and they have sponsors though. They have sponsors of their they show, sponsors, right? Sure. Yeah. Which, but they're, you know, they're all nerd related. Yeah. And listen, listeners, I know it's irritating. I, I get it. You know, listening to a commercial, even the ones that we do, but I'm telling you, <laughs> well, it, it's okay for people to make money. One, it is okay for people to do that. And number two, it's a look, we are, look, I just saw Tina Fey speak live and the venue had to come out and do um, a 10 minute um, introduction. And they had to talk about the places that were sponsoring that venue because that's how they keep that venue going. So because I'm now on that side of the thing, I don't roll my eyes listening to that stuff. I don't go, Oh, the man making money. I'm, I'm like clapping for the sponsors just as loud as I am for the guest that's coming on because I know what it takes to put this stuff together and the money it costs. And most, most podcasts are like a small business. Like you want to, you always want to support small business. business. This network is a small business. Yeah. Especially with podcasts. Like it's most of the time it's free entertainment. Yeah. Now you figure out how much that entertains you, how, you know, how, whatever you feel like is their worth. But at the end of the day, if you're getting it for free, you can listen to a couple ads. Like, and this has come from a guy that hates advertising. I understand. I'll email him and I'll say, listen, don't put our ads on this particular show. And I kept doing it. And he finally emailed me and he goes, Kristen, would you stop? Like you, you, <laughs> Yeah. you you have an agreement with these companies i wasn't saying none of them but he's like but i do you know 20 25 shows a sure. i probably do more than that now i probably do 40 shows a month with all the other shows i host outside of my main one but you know i i was like you know don't maybe not let's not bother this one with with the ads and he's like you got to get out of that mindset like you really do it really helped me to hear him say that he's like yeah. it is okay for you to have ads and the fact that you hand pick these companies and you believe that you actually believe in what they're doing and they believe in what you're doing, like play the freaking ads. Stop telling me to stop putting them on there. Yeah, well, calm, calm down, Don Draper. I mean, <laughs> within reason. Um, I, I just know everyone's going to be commenting, oh, she got her son to come on and talk about how great ads are. No, um, they're not going to comment <laughs> know, like that. Kidding. Trust me. Our listeners do not do that. No. They're really cool people. <laughs> people. The ones that have been around for a long time are sure. like, really cool people core good audience well i hope that you'll you know keep coming back because i like hearing your perspective and we'll only well, get more comfortable and you're hilarious which well, let me let me say one 
let me say yeah. one final thing about the whole like protecting yourself in here because I, I i can feel like i came off a little crazy no there, i'm not there's nothing wrong with social media uh if you love it do it you know enjoy it i'm just my, my main point is every single person at every level of however they use social media every single person can take like a slight step to lessen you know their uh sensitivity to attack or whatever it is. Like yeah. I, I couldn't think of the word <laughs> edit this out. Um, <laughs> you know, like their exposure, like everyone can take a small step to limit their exposure a little bit, you know, uh, without completely removing yourself from the internet. Yeah. And if, if more people do that and it becomes like a popular thing, like as soon as something like some way, one of these days of one of these VPN programs is going to get, huge on the internet. Uh, they're already getting bigger. More and more people are using VPNs as an example. Uh, then everyone's going to start using them, you know, and that's, that'll be great. I but, do. Uh, you, yeah, you do. Perfect example. Yeah. You had no idea what a VPN was. Like, a no, I knew what a VPN, yes, I did. I, I, hello. I, I totally knew what a VPN was. I just well, didn't. You, you, you asked me yesterday. I used it for work. I used it for when I worked with ACT. No, I know. But you asked me yesterday, is it WWDOT? Shut oh. up. I did not do that. Very funny. Um, yeah. So I, I look, I, I, I have nothing. I have my own personal reservations about social media, but I, it is the future. It, I think it's great that we all, that everyone has a way to communicate with each other. You know, people aren't as lonely as they were Yes. Uh, 20 years ago, which is a great thing. Um, just, you know, try, try and take a couple steps to protect yourself a little bit more. Um, well, I want to do that on, on a next show with you because I'm going to jump on our show with Paul Meyer now because my night's not over. But the next show that you and I do together, this is what I want to do. I want to go step by step, break it down, how troll, you know, people who troll work, what kinds of things that they do to do what they do and how you can deal with it from your side to lessen your engagement and lessen its negative effects on, on you and your life. Can we do that sure. in a, in a next show? And I mean sure. like step by step breaking it down. Cause people talk about it in this ethereal way and yeah. they don't really get into the meat of, no, this is how they'll behave. This is that they'll do this. They'll do that. And Kellen, thanks for coming back on the show. And thanks for tuning in to another edition of mental health news radio. I know, I know, no one likes commercials, but seriously, folks, without the help from these organizations, we could not stay on the air. Please give a shout out to zencharts.com. If you're a mental health or addiction treatment center, you'll want to use their EHR. It's gorgeous, and they're just good people. And also MyGenetics, M-Y-G-E-N-E-T-X.com, because knowing your genetic code empowers your mental health treatment. And lastly, CopeNotes.com. We love getting positive messages right to our phones every day from Johnny Crowder. He's the lead singer of Prison, a heavy metal band sharing their music about suicide prevention, addiction recovery, and mental health. See, that was painless. Support them as they support us. Back to the show. 
good intentions i heat up and act on my emotions thanks so much for listening to mental health news radio our podcast can be found on itunes stitcher and hundreds of other podcast apps or you can visit our website at mentalhealthnewsradio.com if you have a question or would like to be a guest become a podcaster on our network or join the amazing organizations that help keep us on the air, please email us at info at mhnrnetwork.com. Get ready for that special goodbye from our resident therapy dog, Miles, and a special thanks to Emily Sohn for letting us use her incredible song, Cordial, for our podcast music. Listen to the full song on SoundCloud at emily.sonne. Don't be surprised when I don't hate on you. All we promised we'd be cordial Sometimes in you I can find it Good boy